0: Thank you for tuning in to the Michigan State Champs Poolside Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Davis, joined by my co-host, David Jolkovsky. The State Champs Michigan Poolside Podcast is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself to one of the two dozen varsity-level sports at LTU. Simply log on to ltuathletics.com and click on the Recruit Yourself link. Poolside is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSAA needs officials. Go to the mhsaa.com. For more information, go to the mhsaa.com. This will provide great part-time pets. Stay connected to the game, support the kids and the community, and it's the best way to give back while getting paid. There's help wanted, so just whistle. Go to the mhsaa.com slash officials. The Detroit Medical Center's physical therapy and sports medicine pros. Check out our Game Changer segments with helpful injury prevention and recovery tips. Find them on our State Champs YouTube page or on our website, statechampsnetwork.com or on the State Champs Michigan social media platforms. For immediate access to care, go to dmc.org gamechangers game changers. And the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female High School Athlete of the Year awards are confirmed for Monday, June 7th at the DAC in downtown Detroit. This year's nominees to be announced mid-April. For more information, head over to the dacathleteoftheyear.com. This episode is a special one for many reasons. This will be the season finale of the first ever season of Poolside. And we will also have a two-section podcast. First, we'll recap the boys' state meet that took place over the weekend. And then we'll give some insight from Chase Ansock, a Detroit Medical Center orthopedic surgeon, on the signs and prevention tips towards preventing swimmer's shoulder. First, let's kick the show off with a recap of the state finals. David and I are here with Steve Boyer, the Holland West Ottawa coach, Drew Edson from U of D Jesuit, and John Fodal from Grosse Point South. We'll recap the swim finals that took place this weekend. Let's get started.
1: All right, fellas. Uh, finally made it to the end. Uh, weren't sure we were going to get here, but uh, we did make it. Um, just a recap for the viewers uh, or the listeners at home. Um First time in a while, we weren't at college pools, but uh, Hudsonville did an awesome job hosting D1, and uh, Jenison stepped up for D2. I think a lot of people are really excited to head out to that pool, and um, Hamilton and Holland uh, Aquatic Center split the duties for uh, D3, so uh, I'll start with John. Why don't you give us uh, give us a little bit, uh, pump up your team a little bit, talk about how you guys did, and then maybe a highlight or two from the D2 meet.
2: Um, yeah, I think we swam, uh, really well. We had all kind of, every single swimmer had a personal best, so I was really happy with that. Um, obviously, psych sheets come out and we were, uh, seated second and looking at Seahome and we were hoping we could do something and, um, got pretty excited after the first event, but Seahome's depth, uh, they had some big swim step up and, uh, just didn't have enough room. So, uh, I was happy, really happy with how we swam. I think uh, all the way across, we were real, real solid, Um, real pumped about the state title and the 200 free relay. Those boys, uh, I think we are still kind of uh, a younger class because, I mean, I think the experience they missed last year, my sophomores and uh, juniors, uh, to have that competition to look at state titles, I think that was like kind of a big step for them because they hadn't seen that in two years and they, they were the juniors and sophomores either didn't see a state meet or were freshmen and they weren't looking at state titles for individuals. So I think it was a big growing experience for them and hopefully we can grow on this and, uh, be back next year
1: just as strong. Very good. What, uh, and any individual swimmers you want to talk about a little bit? Um, the, I was, I was super excited with, uh,
2: um, our 50 free, I mean, even all of them across the board. I mean, our, our five guys stepped up. Um, I think he was a little mad about dropping some spots in the um, in the two. Um, the 50 guy got, uh, I believe, third from the second heat, which was a little tough because he kind of won the second heat or the second to last heat and would have liked him to have a race. Um, I don't know where he would have been if he would have been in that heat. Uh, the uh, 100 flyer moved up a, a Spot he was trying to break 50 point, but went from like 51 to 50.1 and got second. It's a nice swim. Um, and then just I mean, just across the board, everyone was dropping real nice time and
1: uh real good swims. Good. So that that D2 meet, um Seahome uh you know w- wins there for the boys. So boys and girls from Seahome win the D2 state championship this year. Um, you know, I think a, a big one for Seahome. Uh that first night, Friday night, uh Cam Lieberman you know, pretty impressive diving, uh, earned the dream team spot and got some big points for those guys. Um, gross point. You guys finished second and then right behind, uh, you Jesuit, uh, Drew, you want to talk a little bit about how you guys did and, and some of the great swims you had?
3: Uh, yeah, I, um, yesterday was, uh, was quite a meet. We, Went in, uh not really totally knowing what was going to happen. I, I think after, you know, doing that whole, like, scoring it out beforehand thing, I think you we were sitting in the top five, which was really cool. Um, and I didn't really know what was going to happen. I I did, obviously, things very differently this year with not having four months and rather having two, and I think I gave these kids a total of, one recovery day until we got to taper and I was I was a little nervous. I didn't know if they if I gave them enough rest or anything. And um I, I told them guys if there's ever a year to do something crazy, this was the one and they they sure did it. Um I I was incredibly impressed with them. They swam with a lot of heart. That's all I've ever asked them to do and they've they've never let me down there. Uh I, th- I think, uh, some of the most impressive things yesterday were, uh, that for our team was the, the three wins, which was cool. Um, uh, since I've been at U of D and this is my fifth year, we haven't won an event and we won three yesterday. So that was, that was pretty exciting. The boys were all pumped up about that. The 200 medley relay, uh, that's kind of one that really just phased me. I still don't really know what fully happened in that relay, um that that was a last second change we kind of had stacked the two free relay and I tried to split all three to try and get in top eight and so I I moved some things around and I didn't expect to 132 that was not that was not in the in the plan at all so that was pretty wild um I think our other two big swims that were pretty surprising but the kids certainly put the work in for the result was Charlie Bruce's uh Win in the 50 free, going 20.7, breaking his uh, his brother's record for our school, which he was pretty pumped about. Um, and then Drew Collins just touching out uh, Jack there. They've kind of always gone head to head the past couple of years in that hundred back. Um, so he was pretty pumped and excited about that. And like I said, it was well-deserved. They put two months in of straight grinding. Um, like I said, I think they had one day off that I gave him some rest and they were tired and they certainly deserved the success they had. So it was a fun meet.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I got to imagine watching Jack and Drew in that medley relay uh, lead off those backstroke legs were pretty impressive. And uh, that forty-nine-one-eight uh, one got Drew the uh, dream team spot there in the backstroke. And we we had him on a few weeks back. Uh, great young man. It was fun to interview him and had a lot of good stuff to say about what you guys were doing. And it's it, nice to see that hard work pay off for him. Um, so moving on, um, Steve, you guys, uh, back over at, at Hudsonville and Ian did an awesome job. We had Ian on, uh, boy, I don't know, somewhere in the middle of the winter and we got, got him to talk a little bit about, you know, what we were going to see at Hudsonville and, um, great facility. You know, they, they laid that meet out great for us, well organized and got some awesome swim. So again, talk a little about how you guys swam and then just maybe about the meet in general.
4: Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, hats off to Hudsonville, um you know, hosting both the the girls meet uh, and then the boys meet, you know, within the last, you know, really about 10 weeks, Um, you know, they just did a tremendous job providing a great atmosphere um, for the kids. Uh, Our team, we had a great weekend. Uh, We were ranked third most of the season. So, um, you know, with this group, we were, you know, with, you know, kind of seeing how Ann Arbor Pioneer had been swimming throughout the year. Um, we knew they were going to be tough to beat. So, you know, we were hoping for a top four finish, um, going into the meet. So, um, to fin- finish runner up, um, to a great Ann Arbor pioneer team was, um, you know, a great accomplishment for our boys. Um, Kevin Moss won the 50 free, 20.6. Uh, that was kind of cool to see. Um, uh, he comes from a, a big swim family, um, both his older brothers, state champions. Um, uh, but they were both IMers, backstrokers, IMers, butterfliers. butterflyers. Um, so, you know, he's been kind of the first, uh, sprinter to come out of that group. And, um, that was a great swim, you know, probably the highlight of the meet for us, our 200 free relay, um, breaking the division one record, um, had a great race with Celine, um, you know, both Moss and Saunders, both split 19, um, on the end of those two free relays, which was pretty cool to see. Um, you know, anytime you can, you know, go to a high school state meet and you see that 19 up there, that's, a uh, that's a pretty cool thing to have two guys do it at the same time. I think that's the first time um, I've seen that. But just just all around, our guys, you know, our guys really competed. Um, you know, obviously, you know, all the kids at all three divisions. Um, you know, it's it's been a strange year, um, yet you know the kids performed, and um, you know across the board, another great you know Division One meet. Uh, Macomb Dakota had a great finish, finishing sixth. Um, Grand Haven broke into the top ten, um, which was which was really cool. Um, you know, Celine's top three with six swimmers and one diver. Um, yep. They had a just a tremendous meet. Um, you know, and all the way around, Northville kids were moving up. Um, you know, DCC has a strong group of stroke swimmers, and um, you know, I think just you know overall, you know, going into the meet, you know, looking at the site sheet, you know, a lot of kids had some pretty good swims at their league meets, and you kind of wondered you know, with the shortened season, where we are going to see some kids kind of fall off a bit? Um, you know, where the time's going to be a little bit slower than, you know, coming in, but I think across the board, you know, all the kids competed hard and um, a lot of kids dropping time and moving up. And that was pretty cool to see. For sure. Hey, yeah, You know,
1: pioneer, uh, again, you know, men's and women's team grab, grab the uh, title there, which is great. So you got two, two schools celebrating the yeah. <laughs> four of the state championships. Um, Just looking at the D3 meet real quick, I'll highlight on a couple things. And then if you guys had anything you wanted to to share about the D3 meet, Um, you know, East Grand Rapids, you know, what can you say? You know, Butch Briggs always brings a deep program, a lot of qualifiers, guys scoring lots of points for him. Um, But as I look down our dream team list, four of our dream team swimmers are coming from that D3 meet. And, you know, Adam Dobrzanski from Milan, he's 200 IM dream team, but he also had an amazing breaststroke swim. Um, well, I, I believe the top three guys in the 100 breaststroke all went under the D3 state record, which was really impressive. Um, Detroit Country Day, Dave Eichenhorn doing a solid job out there with those guys. Uh, Jacob Ryan goes 20.58 in the 50. Pretty sweet. Uh, Tyler Ray out of Pinckney, 40, 49.2 in the fly. Um, just some really, really impressive swims. And I'm going to call two facts out for our listeners at home. The 500 freestyle, you got Jonas Cantrell going 427.5. I believe the only guy who went under 430 in the whole state. And as I'm updating the top 16 all time, uh, Mason jumps on there. So one of the fastest 16 kids ever in the history of the state of Michigan. And he knocked off Adam Messner's 1995 500 freestyle time. And for a lot of our high school kids at home, they probably don't know Adam. He was graduating with me in 95. Um, This kid's an All-American in college. Uh, Phenomenal swimmer to see that time come off the list, which was pretty sweet. Um, So that, you know, some really good swims in the D3 meet. I don't know if you guys had anything else, you know, you've talked to maybe some colleagues or something about that D3 meet you want to share with the viewers.
4: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, just overall looking at, you know, all three meets, Um, you know, I think like, like you mentioned with some of those time drops, I think it's a testament to the coaches that we have, you know, across the state, you know, at all the divisions. Um, I think MISCA does a good job bringing those coaches together, um, you know, helping, you know, develop those coaches, um, with our clinic. And, um, you know, I think it's just a testament to the good things we have going in the state of Michigan with swimming. And, um, you know, I think in a, in a shortened season, I think you have a lot of kids and coaches that were we're ready to take advantage of, you know, the time we had. And, um, you know, I think when you, when you kind of compare the three state meets this year, um, you know, I think, you know, maybe, you know, more than ever, I think you're going to see three pretty comparable meets, um, in terms of, you know, especially in terms of that top end speed.
1: Absolutely. John, what else? Any other thoughts you got, uh, either about the D3 meet or, or other swims you might've seen this weekend? No, it, w- it was fun to look across all three divisions and see that the top levels are,
2: are real close and, and the depths are getting closer too. I mean, I felt like uh, D1, D2 uh, and then D3 depth fell off a little bit, but still I felt like the depth down to 16, were getting real comparable, which is fun to watch because you come sometimes see if, if your team was in a different division, how would they do? And um, so it's fun to watch those uh, watch those other divisions and see some fast swims. And yeah, I saw those 19 points at uh D1, those are fun to see. And then you, you were so impressed with the uh, back splits and the 20 points at D3 and just across the board, there were fast swimmers in all the divisions and it was, it was uh, fun to just kind of check them all out.
1: Absolutely.
0: But before we continue, a proud partner of Poolside is the MHSAA. They're constantly reinforcing the importance of good sportsmanship and here's what they had to say.
1: Sportsmanship has never been more important between the lines in athletics and outside those lines in our communities. To listen, to respect, to understand, to practice common decency, to have competition without contentiousness. Sportsmanlike qualities are essential components of life itself. Let's all work together to not only be good sports, but good people. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Drew, you guys had a quick turnaround with Catholic league. Um, you guys swam last weekend. I know, um, we had a couple other, the, the okay conferences that shifted their league meet. Um, how'd you guys perform from one week to the next? Uh, any thoughts on, on that quick turnaround that you guys do every year?
3: Personally, I love it. I love the quick turnaround. I've always had trouble, um, figuring out how to, especially if a kid tapers for, uh, a league meet and gets a state cut and then has a two week of, I don't really know quite what to do here. Do we keep resting for another two weeks? Do we go up and down? So I've always been a big fan of the one week separation there. Um, I think we did really well. Our, our focus for, for every kid was different, right? Our focus um, for the state kids was state meet. And I, I let them know that I said, guys, usually in in a quote, normal year, um we'd be able to play around with some with some different events um and do things like that so you don't swim the same things twice but i was like finals is or states is a time final so it's really important that we put ourselves in a good position to have some good races so they were a little uh thrown off i usually don't like doing that putting them in the same events um but they they got up and swam
1: good good um looks i Drew might've cut out a little bit on us there, but, um, you know, just looking across the board guys, um, you know, we've got some great seniors that are graduating this year. And, um, what about some up and comers guys that, you know, maybe, you know, we're, we're going to be shining here in the next few years. Um, I know we had some great juniors this year too, but, uh, anybody coming up the ranks you guys are excited to see maybe on your own team or even somewhere else. I can jump in real quick with that
4: one. Um, we had a freshman, uh, Joe Engel, Uh, who uh, scored top 16 in the 200 free and was top eight um, in the 500 free. Um, So, you know, as obviously, you know, a lot of times you're just excited when freshmen get cuts and, um, you know, when they're scoring, you know, top eight in the, you know, 500 free at the state meet, um, you know, that's pretty cool. And that's, you know, kind of exciting, you know, kind of gets you excited about the next few years. Absolutely. What about you, John?
2: I got uh, two freshmen that are pretty solid, like, my one, uh, Troy Lou, his back, uh, he went best times, last chance meet, got his cut, went best time at state meet. Um, ben Bryant, my freshman, was 55 low in the 100 fly, 55 in the back. Um, and just seeing it for the state meet for the first time is, is I, I, I need stuff out of them next year. Like both of them are trying to get on that four free relay and we're just off. So if you're talking freshman going 50 point in the 100 free, where are they going to be next year? Um, Kieran Rockman, I mean, that's a sophomore. They got second in the 100 fly, which I'm hoping from him, I want him to just break that ceiling of 50-point real quick. It's actually a junior that was probably, started the year, we we thought he should be a 500 swimmer. He started about 540, got down to 456 at state meet, got two points out of it, and we just decided that he should be a distance swimmer because how hard he was working, not distance or 500 swimmer, how hard he's working at practice, and then he goes and scores at the state meet and almost drops a minute, and you'd say, if you said two years ago as a freshman, he was going to be scoring at state, you'd said you're crazy. So um, where can he go next year? Uh, that's, I mean, he works hard. So all of a sudden he started knocking in the top eight off of like, where's the limit? I mean, that's, th- there's a whole bunch of guys that are kind of coming out of the woodwork that now see that this success is, is happening and want to be better. So I'm, I'm excited for it. They want to be on the state team and that's that's
1: something we can work off. So, um, got I mean, we got a lot of ho- hopefuls, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It- the one one swim I want to point out, and, and again, if if those of you at home uh, jump on the MISCA website and take a look, we've got we've got our all time top sixteen list in every event, and um, as I update that every year, you know it, it's crazy to see all the two thousands that are on there now. Um, you know, for those of us on the show, you know, we we grew up with the pioneers of the nineties and two thousands, and and you know the brother Rices and you know the Andovers. Um, but as I'm updating that list yesterday, I get down to the bottom, that hundred breaststroke, um, again, another very impressive swim that fell off that list last night. Um, we, I think we stuck four breaststrokers on there, all top 16, all the top 16 times right now in the breaststroke are all from 2013, all the way up until yesterday. And last night, Dave Chernick's 1981, hundred breaststroke fell off the top 16 list this is a state record for those of you guys that don't know at home that sat for what, like 33 years. And again, for, I mean, when I was coming up in the nineties, it was like, wow, that record's never going to be broken. And then when Josh Ehrman did it in 2013, it's like, okay, nobody's going to even get close to this again. And now eight years later, Dave's record's not even on the top 16. So that was a big one that, you know, I, I get to see all of the numbers and stuff after the meets are done. And that, that just blew me away to see that time fall off last night. Um, uh, j- just, just a kind of a thought there that, that I had last night. What, uh, what other takeaways do you guys have from the meet, uh, the crazy season, anything like Anyone. that you want to share with us?
2: That That is funny how breaststrokes evolved. I mean, I, I remember when, uh, Jacob, Jacob signed for me with club and, and came through South and he broke that state record and you thought 55 was monster. I mean, and then he goes 52 that year and you're like, what is that? And then the whiskey was going 52 as well. And you're like, where are these coming from? I mean, and I mean, a little bit of the evolution of the pullout and, and the stroke change and stuff like that and the higher tempo, but still, I mean, yeah, the breaststrokes changed so much. And the, you, you never thought 55 was going anywhere. You never thought 55 was going to get broken. And then you got boys going 52 all over the place, which that's
1: insane. Yeah. Yeah. What else uh, drew we get, we got you back. What other thoughts you got from, from this crazy season we had?
3: Uh, yeah, sorry about that. I'm not sure what happened with my phone there. Um, yeah, I, I think it's really funny. You're talking about breaststroke. Uh, I remember my senior year, I graduated from Rice in 09 and my senior high school, uh, the state, uh, qualifying time for the hundred breaststroke was for D1 was 104. Um, and I remember that. And I, I remember my buddy getting that time, like, dude, you're so fast. And you went like 103. And now if you're not breaking a minute, you're like, it's, it's tough to see you like doing too much at state meet, whereas, you know, one Oh three could have scored. And it's, I think it's really cool that stroke, um, other or, or separate from others, I think has just exploded over the past, like you said, 10 years or so. And it's, it's pretty incredible to watch the depth and, um, like what John was saying with the technique and all the advantages that we have in training and all things we're learning. It's, it's really impressive. Absolutely. Boyer,
4: what else you got for us? Any good takeaways? Yeah, I think, you know, probably coaches across the board would probably agree that, you know, this season has, you know, kind of caused us to really analyze, you know, what we do and how we do it. And, you know, it'll be interesting, you know, maybe at our clinic in the fall to have some, you know, discussions with coaches on, you know, what kind of changes are you going to make to your, you know, to your training plans based on, you know, the success that you had you know, in this shorter 10 week season. And I think, um, you know, you saw a lot of quality swims come out of the season in which, you know, you would maybe expect, you know, to be a little bit slower. And, um, you know, I think, you know, across the board, coaches are continuing to go to more power racks, Um, you know, the stretch cords in the water, the resistance training, I think has really helped um, some kids evolve, especially from a sprint standpoint, Um, you know, so it'll, for me, you know, I think, You know, we made, you know, some adjustments going to a little bit more sprint sprint based training this season just because of, you know, the time we had. And we didn't really feel like we maybe had as much time to kind of build that base and that yardage up like we normally would um, in a typical season. So I'm kind of excited to, you know, talk with some coaches and kind of see what they found, you know, worked and what who did what differently this year and, you know, what we can take away from that.
1: You know, John as a, a club coach you know, you guys are right back at it here today you know what what did you notice from the crazy high school season we had and, and some of the things you're taking back to the club and then some of the things you might implement with the high school team next year
2: so I was always a two and a half hour high school practice and this whole year we went to two hours and uh, even my lifting program I mean at the start of it it was it was scrapped because I go if you haven't been lifting yet, we're not gonna we're not gonna start you lifting, get that breakdown and not get behind uh, behind the ball. If they've been lifting, we we'd analyze what they were doing and kind of go forward. But um, same kind of thing. Um, we, we went to a lot more uh speed-based stuff too. I mean, we we were just like, man, we we can't get that base as high up as quick because there's not enough time. Um, one of my big things I tried to do right in the beginning, I go, okay, it's going to be a time final meet, even when they didn't post it. I go, it's going to be Saturday from noon start to two start. Let's, let's try to emulate that. And it was funny because I actually swam Drew three weeks in a row, Saturday and noon um, (laughs) twice at my pool, once at Brighton. And I think that was a big thing. Like we started trying to emulate more of what we were going to do at the state meet. And it got the boys kind of in that zone. I remember the first one we did and I was so nervous about it because we're hosting four big teams. It was us, Drew, Sheehome, and uh, Dow, and it was at South. And I had to organize the gym. I had to do all this extra stuff because you know. But um, it, it was what I think really made a, a big difference is emulate what you're about to do at the end of the season and get more into that focus. And I got to see Drew three weekends in a row, and that was that was pretty cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Drew, how how did your guys bounce back? You know, and, and react to some of those Saturdays that John's talking about.
3: Uh, the, we loved it. We loved it. Uh, I think, uh, some of our kids got to be uh, pretty friendly with each other, which made me happy, you know, creating like a little bit of a rivalry and a friendship at the same time. Um, so hopefully we can actually keep doing that. I actually was a big fan, but so one thing we did, John was talking about lifting and one thing we did this year, and I'm always really big on technique stuff, not just in the pool, but in the weight room to, to be safe. And so one thing we did do differently, I usually, I actually, I would say, did the opposite of, of John. And I was like, guys, we got two months. Let's lift big. And so once we got the technique down and everything, I, I'm i a big fan of all that sports specific, like all that stuff you see in those like Michael Phelps, Ryan Lochte videos of those weird exercises. I think they're cool. But one thing I told the kids, I'm like, we're going to get you big and strong and you're going to swim fast. I mean, we don't have a lot of time. So we did we, we did the big three. I trained them like, uh, like a, like a competitive lifter and we did squat bench and deadlift pretty much every Tuesday, Thursday, or, uh, yeah, no Monday, Friday. Um, and they got the rest of the week in between to kind of let their muscles recover. And then we were, we were doing some fast swimming and it was weird. We made a lot of changes, but it was certainly weird. And I think we had a meet, we kind of did what John did. Um, uh, we had to meet every, I think, every Saturday of the season up until like the last three weeks because we were trying to do the same thing and say, hey, learn to swim fast on Saturday. lift big, swim fast. I thought it was it was an interesting way to do it, and I think that's something we probably will carry um, on to future seasons.
4: Yeah, I,
1: I think there's a lot of uh, evaluating going on this year, all the, the metrics and everything. Um, you know, we had uh, Greg Earhart on from SwimCloud last week, and he had a lot of good stuff to help us um, you know, take a look at, I think coaches are gonna be picking all that apart. And, uh, I think a lot of good conversations like Steve said around, around the clinic, uh, I think at, uh, on the pool deck during warm up, and and this off season is going to be interesting for us. So any last, uh, closing thoughts here on this season, guys, you want to want to share could be anything doesn't really matter. It felt good to get it done. I mean, (laughs) I I
2: don't, I was quarantined for the, the girl state meet. And that was one of the hardest things I've ever had to I was watching right here. I was watching the the monitor screaming at it like my kids thought I was nuts. Um, but like to be on that deck for that state meet, that was I just, it, it helped. It
4: helped a lot. I'll just say that it helped a lot. What about you, Boyer? Yeah, I think, you know, just the, you know, that kind of that relief that came with, you know, walking onto the pool deck at the state meet, just kind of, you know, that sense of, hey, we're here. You know, we get a chance to swim, um, you know, and, you know, it's been it's been a long stretch since the last time, you know, those kids were on on the deck for a state meet. And, you know, just with all the, you know, the covid scares and the starts and the stops and, you know, the different things that these kids have had to go through. I think more than anything, it was just, you know, it was just cool to be on that deck with the coaches and, um, you know, spectators or not, um, you know, it was just it was exciting to be on the deck and letting those kids race. What about you, Drew? Any last, last thoughts?
3: Yeah, I uh, I got to say, and I, I told almost word for word my team this, that I think this year these kids, whether they're swimming or not or doing whatever, they've been asked, like kids this age have been asked to do some pretty unreasonable things with the changes in their lives. And uh, I, I was kind of in the same boat. I didn't know what to expect with this year of swimming. I was kind of like, everyone's going to go slow. That's okay. <sighs> And that's the opposite of what happened. So I think these, I hope that these kids take away a lot because of all those unreasonable uh, sacrifices they'd had to make, or they had to make, excuse me, um, it, it was incredible. They they put their heads down and I can, I can tell that all these kids wanted to be there, right? It wasn't just something that they did. They all loved what they were doing and hopefully they don't. They go into their club season or the summer next year, not taking advantage of every time they get to jump in a pool. Um, I think this year was pretty eye-opening. So all the kids, it it blew my mind. Yesterday was insane from every level. It was awesome.
1: Yeah. I got to imagine just a big relief. Like you guys said, just to finally get it done, let them race. So yeah, it's, it's been, been a crazy year. Um, We're, we're grateful to state champs for giving us this uh, platform here this year. And we're looking forward to getting back to some normal. Um, I think it, you know, this COVID year has brought us a lot of good conversations. Uh, but thank you to state champs for a fun, fun season of doing this. Uh, thank you gentlemen for all the hard work you did. Um, Got to take a second, you know, as a board member on MISCA, I just want to thank all the board members, especially Brad Jones. Those of you folks out there, uh, if you're on a deck with Brad, make sure you give him a big high five and a hug uh, next time you see him. Cause uh, he kept everything going, kept the water in the pool for us this year. And um it was awesome all the way around. But uh, to all the parents and and kids out there, thank you for the hard work and the sacrifices. Um, check out the MISCA website, please, for all the end of the season awards. Make sure you recognize your athletes and your coaches. And uh, Sarah, it's been a blast. Thank you for everything. And uh, that's all I got for, for this time around. So we'll let Sarah close it out and be
0: on our way. With some impressive times, state records being broken, and the finish of the 2021 boys season, it has been an emotional ride across the board. Let's transition over to an interview that I had the honor of conducting with the Detroit Medical Center's orthopedic surgeon, Chase Ansack to give listeners insight on signs and prevention tips towards preventing swimmer's shoulder. But real quick, I mentioned how you can recruit yourself to LTU. Listen to this.
5: If you're a high school athlete with the dream of
1: playing college sports, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports, including its newest additions, competitive cheer and dance, e-sports, women's hockey, and men's and women's track and field. Visit ltuathletics.com and recruit yourself.
5: Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare.
0: The American Journal of Sports Physical Therapy reports that competitive swimmers regularly exceed 4,000 strokes for one shoulder in a single workout. As a result, it's no surprise that many swimmers experience discomfort around their shoulder joint, generally referred to as swimmer shoulder. Detroit Medical Center's orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Chase Ansock, is not a stranger to swimmer shoulder, and today he joins us to talk about the treatment and prevention of swimmer shoulder. So first, doctor, what are the signs of swimmer's shoulder? The American Journal of Sports Physical Therapy reports that competitive swimmers regularly exceed 4,000 strokes for one shoulder in a single workout. As a result, it's no surprise that many swimmers experience discomfort around their shoulder joint, generally referred to as swimmer's shoulder. Detroit Medical Center's orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Chase Ansock, is not a stranger to swimmer's shoulder. And today he joins us to talk about the treatment and prevention of swimmer's shoulder. So first, doctor, what are the signs of swimmer's shoulder?
5: So swimmer's shoulder is typically defined as persistent pain, weakness or early fatigability in a young athlete uh, that's a swimmer but swimmer's shoulder uh, is actually a very broad definition for what encompasses a number of different uh, maladies that can affect the shoulder so that can be anything from impingement around the rotator cuff or poor motion of the shoulder blade a tear of the lining of the shoulder um, or some more odd things that can lead to sources of pain
0: and how is swimmer's shoulder diagnosed Well, it starts with a physical exam and a history.
5: Like many things in medicine, talking to your patient is the best way to figure out what exactly is going on. Um, When I evaluate a swimmer that I'm worried about uh, one of these pathologies, we'll take a close look at how the shoulder blade moves as the arm is brought through range of motion. We'll identify uh, exactly where the source of the pain is, whether it's more towards the front of the shoulder or off to the side or back. Um, We'll test their strength to make sure that the rotator cuff is functioning the way that it ought to. And also look for signs of generalized, uh, what we'd call laxity. So how mobile is the shoulder or the other joints uh, that are adjacent to it. And oftentimes that alone will give us the diagnosis. Uh, the next steps are usually obtaining an X-ray to look for any um, obvious bony lesions or loose bodies around the shoulder. And, and only after that would we ever consider something along the lines of an MRI or any other advanced imaging.
0: And what are the treatment options for swimmer's shoulder?
5: For most of these etiologies, uh, or the reasons why the patient is having pain, we start simple. So it's rest on uh, either stepping completely away from the pool or at least dialing back on exercises, um, and then focusing on physical therapy. By and large, the biggest reason why patients have pain is related to the dynamic motion of the shoulder blade. So we call that scapular dyskinesis, meaning that the shoulder blade is not moving uh, as it should. Um, And by calling close attention to that motion, there are a number of therapeutic exercises that can be very helpful uh, for a lot of swimmers, whether that's uh, strengthening particular muscle groups uh, like the pectoralis minor or the serratus anterior, uh, or there could be other exercises that help stretch the shoulder uh, to prevent uh, excessive external rotation. Anti-inflammatories are the mainstay for pain control, as typically the reason why this hurts is inflammation around the shoulder joint, and very rarely would we employ anything much stronger than that. If we do see any evidence that there is a, a deficiency of the rotator cuff or something concerning uh, for a tear of the labrum, we'd investigate that further with an MRI. Um, and based on the results of that is, is really the only time that I ever start to talk to these patients about if there's anything that we would do in an operating room to potentially get them uh, back to full performance.
0: What is the typical recovery time for somebody who is diagnosed with the swimmer's shoulder?
5: Oftentimes with a focused course of physical therapy and a brief period of rest, uh, we can expect patients to completely recover uh, within about six to eight weeks. Um, But obviously that's based on coordinated care between the orthopedic surgeon and the therapy team. If the patient is making good progress, we will stick to that timetable. But if there are setbacks along the way, certainly we'd want to know that. Um, And there are some rare conditions that may lead to to longer recoveries if we see any evidence that those are uh, occurring in that patient.
0: What are some of the ways that we can prevent swimmer's shoulder?
5: Uh, A lot of it comes down to just modulating activity levels and making sure that we're not uh, overstressing our athletes. So similar to the way that we have pitch counts for a lot of young overhead throwers, there's certainly a lot of evidence looking at uh, stroke counts in our young swimmers as well. Currently, we don't have any uh, level one guidelines of exactly what that should be. And I think it should currently be tailored uh, to the individual athlete. We can also temper time spent in the pool with time spent in the gym uh, for cross training, we're making sure that we're not overly strengthening the, the muscles that we typically focus on, like the pectoralis major and the, and the lats, um, but also working on the accessory muscles. And that also goes for stretching, uh, making sure that you know, we're working both on internal and external rotation, making sure that the, uh, we're avoiding hyperlaxity around the shoulder. Um, and otherwise, making sure that we just have well-rounded uh, athletes that haven't dedicated their entire time to one particular stroke.
0: How common is swimmer shoulder? Well, again, that
5: depends on the definition of it. I, I think just about every swimmer at some point is going to experience some shoulder pain. And you know, when we start to worry that it's something more significant is when that pain uh, doesn't resolve after a brief period of rest and ice and conservative management or if it's associated with you know, significant weakness or alterations in, in how that swimmer is functioning in the pool. So you know, we start to see things like early fatigue or excessive body roll of really favoring one side more than the other. And that's when, we, that's when I would recommend you know, being evaluated by a professional to make sure that we're not overlooking something more significant.
0: How do you know when shoulder pain is just muscle soreness compared to when you should see an orthopedic doctor for a more serious overuse injury like swimmer shoulder?
5: I think that goes back to what we spoke about uh, just a bit ago in that it really comes down to the pain not resolving in a short period of time or pain that doesn't resolve with rest. So if we start to see early fatigue in the pool, again, some of the signs that that athlete is laboring more than they should, but in doing things like rolling excessive body roll um, or altering their stroke to avoid pain, I think that's when it becomes a concern that's best evaluated by a professional.
0: If you have a sports injury that is not improving, see the experts at DMC Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. For an appointment, call 1-888-300-DOCS, which is also 3627. All right, everybody. Well, that will do it for this season. Thank you so much to Steve Boyer, Drew Edson, and John Fodell for joining us to recap the state meet. David and I thank each and every one of you that tune into our weekly episodes and all of those that have taken time out of their busy schedules to join us on the podcast. This podcast is presented to you by Lawrence Technological University. Poolside is also brought to you by the MHSAA, promoting the value and values of educational athletics and by the DMC's Rehabilitation Institute of Michigan the only freestanding rehabilitation center in Southeast Michigan, solely dedicated to physical medicine and rehabilitation. Once again, I'm your host, Sarah Davis, with my co-host, David Jilkowski. We're signing off for the season, but be sure to check out the state Champ social media platforms and websites for all things high school sports related. And as always, just keep swimming.